still real to me, damn it! Welcome back, everybody. This is Stylin' and Profiling with Cam and Zam. My name is Cam Porter. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Michael Zam. Pino. Ooh. Zampino. It was almost a solid longer. 15 seconds ah, this time. Longer every time. We're going to start losing listeners. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Sorry to see you go, two of you. I'm not. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm... Wait. What do I, I, what do what, I mean? I don't know what's happening. No, I am sad yeah. to see anybody go. Yeah. It's I love not, every one of you people listening. I hate to see you go, but I love watching you leave, Ooh, listeners. Because you got a nice butt. You got a, you got a nice butt, listeners. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this, let me guarantee you, you got a nice caboose. So you go on about your day knowing you got a nice a nice caboose. Yeah. Whatever, whatever hardships may come your way this day, just remember that two old, weird, fat dudes <laughs> think you got a nice butt. Yeah. Yeah. And not in a weird sexual way. No, in, in an just, em, empowering your day kind exactly. of way. Exactly. You just you 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 accentuate what works for you, <laughs> yes. which is your butt. You let it be a source of power for you and a source of confidence, and you don't take no shit. That's right. No pun intended. No pun intended. Don't take no <laughs> shit. You got a great ass. Fucking work it. Yeah. Guy or girl doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Wrestling. Wrestling. Yes, we're here to talk about wrestling specifically. SummerSlam 1988. Live from Madison Square Garden in Madison's New York. Ma- New York City. Yeah, I wrote. I actually wrote that. I was like, <laughs> in New York City? It's weird. Like, you know, we've been the last few episodes for a, a while now. We've been doing uh, NWA, early WCW. Yes. And now we're back with WWF. And the production value oh, man. is night and day. One it of the is first off things- the charts. Yeah, one of the first things I wrote was like, uh, everything's just so much brighter. Yes, it's yes. <laughs> you, it, everything's well lit. Yeah, it's well lit, and you can tell like the camera qualities are just better. Like the mm-hmm. NWA looks like just somebody's like home movies, but this is like legit film quality camera stock. Like it looks like yeah. it's supposed to look exactly. Yeah. So I was immediately excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And this then I remember is why we're watching. WWF, but in the that, 80s, I think I that's like, why I liked it more as a kid. Really? Yeah, because yeah, I, I think it appealed sense. to my childlike sense of the I wonder. like bright things. Yeah, and that makes sense. That makes sense. <clears throat> so I think that's why I was drawn to it. Yeah. Uh, oh man, commentators this week. Uh, one of my favorites, of course, Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon, the but, classic. No Jesse Ventura. Nope. No Vince McMahon. Bobo Jesse Ventura. Bobo Jesse Ventura. Billy Graham. Superstar Billy Graham. Superstar Billy Graham. Who? I I wrote. Uh, he sounds like if Dusty Rhodes didn't have a yes, lisp. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. I wrote. I wrote about halfway through the first match. I was like, it sounds like he's doing a bad Dusty Rhodes impression. He has yeah. the same exact accent and cadence of voice, but no lisp. Yeah. It's also, very weird. I didn't have the patience to do it, but I was very tempted to make a super cut of every time Billy Graham says no question about it. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of times. Yeah. He says a lot of weird stuff in this pay-per-view. Uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. He does. Yeah. A lot of... Uh, he tries to... He, like... <laughs> he fucks up common phrases a lot, yes. which I think is hilarious yes. when people do that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, and also his shirt. 
It was fucking <laughs> bananas. I don't. I couldn't tell what it was at first. It took me like a couple of segments to realize. It looked like a, a person, like an ancient Egyptian type yeah. person with the kind of headdress that Jesse Ventura wear, used to wear a lot. <laughs> yes. yes, it was, uh, oh man, it was weird. Yeah, super weird. I also realized Jesse Ventura has like a reverse Guy Fieri goatee. Yeah. <laughs> like Fieri just has like the one strip of blonde. Right. Whereas Jesse has like the blonde goatee. With and the then... dark strip in the middle. Yes, yeah. He's the yin to his yang. <laughs> He's the yin to Guy Fieri's yang. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so let's get right into it. Yep. Match First number match. one. This is the... Uh, fabulous Rougeau the Brothers. Fabulous Rougeau Brothers, who I totally forgot existed, and I'm mad that I remembered. Yeah, we had them back on one of the Long last time WWF ago. ones yeah, we yeah. did. Fabulous Rougeaus versus the British Bulldogs. Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy Smith. Which, uh, you know what? I don't give a shit. I was hype. I was. I popped for Matilda. Yeah, it's good to see Matilda the Bulldog again. Always, always good. Uh, we get the Rougeau's announcement that they're moving to the United States of America at the beginning <laughs> yes. of this, yes, and going to uh, try to get citizenship. Which, <laughs> all right, good luck with that. I guess. I cool. mean, yeah, that's. I, I'm for it. I Give mean, me your tired, your poor, your huddled. Yeah, that's here called immigration. Free. That's this is what. Yeah, you have a right to do that. You probably have a work visa. You're yeah. good. They're probably I don't even, I think we looked it up once, but I don't even think they were actually Canadian. Hold on, I'm gonna look them up again. I thought Jacques Rougeau was. Uh Raymond Rougeau does not look Canadian. No. Not that there's a specific Canadian look, but Jacques Rougeau okay. looks like every T V cop from every eighties movie <laughs> or T V show. Jacques Rougeau was from Quebec. Yeah. And Raymond Rougeau is also from Quebec. Okay. So Maybe they are they're really brothers. No, yeah. they're not. Are they really? Oh my god, wait, hold on. No. Okay. No. Uh, no? Yes? I can't. I don't know. Honestly, I can't tell. I, there's no... Yeah. Yeah, their dad Their dad was a father. Their dad was a father. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah, they come from a long line Accurate. of husbands and fathers. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, their dad was a wrestler, too, and they have another brother, a third brother named Armand. Armand Rougeau. Armand Rougeau. Wow, weird. <laughs> Uh, apparently, while we were catching up on the WCW pay-per-views, uh, Davy Boy Smith was doing all the steroids. Oh my God, he is huge, gigantic. It's insane, and his mullet is is really oh. coming in. He's a. I, I feel like he's going to braid that shit with the beads any oh, minute yeah. now. Yeah, it's going to be that Bo Derek hairstyle before we know it. Yeah, cornrows oh. and, and yep, <laughs> going to be that. Then he's going to make the leap to WCW and start teaming with Sting. Briefly, though, right? Very briefly. I was going to say, because yeah. he was right back to WWF. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote, Gorilla Monsoon misuses the word literally like a fucking champ. <laughs> like, he, I feel like he's what stemmed people making fun of the misuse of the word literally, because he's like, he, you know, it's like, he literally like yeah. tore his head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally buried him with that move. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, uh, he's very much above the surface. Right. Nothing is covering him. Unless there's, he was using... There's not a shovel in dirt here. Unless he was using the wrestling terminology, as in he buried them creatively, just uh, killed their character. In which, which case, I mean, why are you telling everybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't air the business, <laughs> Booker Maine. Keep that shit behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, for real. Don't break kayfabe. Oh, man. This match... Ooh. I, to be 100% honest with you, I enjoyed this match. It was not bad... Uh, I did lose myself a couple times. It's a 20-minute match, so there's it's some parts long. it ebbs and flows, but the parts where it was up I thought were really good. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time I was distracted by 
Jacques Rougeau, as I just wrote, Jacques Rougeau's face is just so damn punchable. <laughs> it really is. Like, he just looks like, he looks like he would be the lead, or not the lead, like the antagonist character in a uh, 80s movie that yes. takes place at a ski lodge. <laughs> oh my god, yes. That's like, he's the one that comes he's, in with his rich dad yeah, and he's trying yeah. to shut down the, yeah, they're the, trying to the bow, rec center. They're trying to buy the mountain. Yeah, and they're going to shut, shut down. down the rec center yeah. and build yeah. a, a condos yeah. for the rich people. But also, plot twist, he's dating the protagonist girl, or protagonist right, the love girl, interest. Yeah, yeah, the girl that the protagonist yeah, yeah, yeah. ends up with at the yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. And he treats her like shit. Yes, but, you know, she's got to learn for herself. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And she uh, got a nice booty. She does have a she nice just, booty. I want everyone to know. <laughs> everyone got a nice booty. You all got a nice booties. Welcome to the booty cast. <laughs> Man, time limit draws, the most annoying. I know. And it was actually, like I said, the end of it, especially, it was a very, like, fun. Yeah. The last five minutes were super, super fun. Yeah. And then time limit draw. Yeah. Yeah. But then we get the old, I wrote, the old slow chase to the dressing room. Yeah. Which, at one point, my favorite Billy Graham-ism of the night, he says, uh, I wrote it down so I didn't want to forget it. Take it to the back and finish it in the showers if you have to. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. hey yep. That's yep. what she said. Yes. Uh, and he says uh, we haven't like We haven't had a good that's what she said. We haven't. I know. But Billy Graham bringing the heat because there's a couple others. I didn't write them down. Yeah. But there's a couple others throughout the night. I think I have, really, I have something somewhere yeah, that I wrote He really gets those double entendres going. Uh, also, I don't know if you noticed, but during the whole match, whenever they bring Matilda out, they always set her at the the top of the stairs uh-huh. and uh during the whole match you just anytime it would cut to like a wide shot you would see like the pa her handler having to pick her up and set her back on the stairs yeah she just did not want to be there well who would i know it's dangerous it's loud it's, it's scary right yeah it's yeah. not a good place for dogs even dumbass bulldogs <laughs> i love uh, they're stupid as hell so yeah, after this match, we get highlights of why Brutus Beefcake won't be fighting Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> yes, uh, which is Ron Bass attacking him, um, and Ron Bass is cutting his forehead with a spur, and then they try and censor Put it. A huge red X that fills the entire screen. But you constantly see his head through the <laughs> exactly. parts that aren't in the X exactly. whenever he moves around. There, I don't know if they knew that an X has a lot of negative space. In between the lines. Guarantee they didn't. They didn't, because you can see Nobody everything. thought of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, it's censored? Why is it <laughs> yeah, censored? I don't, I don't get it. Is this a dick in Japan? What's going on here? <laughs> no, then it would just be blurred out. That's what I mean. Big red oh, X. yeah, it would yeah. just be mosaic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, there's a great quote in here uh, from, uh, from Gorilla Monsoon where he says, So Brutus won't be fighting Honky for the International or the Intercontinental Championship. Someone will. We have no idea who, mm. but we do know it will be the number one contender. <laughs> Obviously. And I wrote, well, then you do know who it is. <laughs> like, you guys have records and standings yeah. and shit, right? Yeah. Like, but not even just like, oh. If this were a professional sport, you, there would be a, a thing somewhere yeah. where you just look and, oh, next guy on the list. Boom, yeah. he's right there. We but know even not, is. like, even if they don't know, just saying he's the number one contender, like, is the most they're not going to be the number two contender yeah, if no, they're sure. going for the title? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. We decided to give this title shot to the number six contender. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we were going to see if we could uh, recreate Rocky. Oh, <laughs> boy, oh boy! Then we get to the second match. Second match: Bad News Brown versus Ken Pantera. Fuck yeah, Patera Pantera. 
We're all he's Pantera forever. He's always Pantera. This uh, year, Pantera is going for that uh, rare but very cool buff Richard Simmons look. Yes, yeah, I wrote the exact same thing. Did you really? I did. I said he looks like Richard Simmons' mean older brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like if if Richard Simmons like just went through a roid phase. Yes, it's in <laughs> same exact hair. He's wearing the like way too short singlet. It's now we know where Kurt Angle got his costume yeah. straight from Ken Pantera. <laughs> uh, I wrote, these guys are both showing far too much butt cheek. Uh-huh. A lot of cheek slippage in this yes. match. Yes, because Bad News Brown is just wearing really, really, really tight black trunks. Yeah, and, and they keep riding up the keep back. Keep riding up, and then Ken Pantera, like you said. Has the Kurt, a singlet. Yeah, he's got a singlet, but it's like one of the ones that doesn't have the legs. It's just like the Kurt crotch Angle cut style. out. Exactly. Just the crotch cut out, and it's just ass for days. Oh, God. Uh, this match was stupid sloppy. Stupid So much match. so that there were several times I was concerned someone was about to get hurt. Yes. Especially at the end when you see when uh, uh, Bad News Brown does his finisher. The ghetto blaster. The ge- I hate to say it, but yes, loud, the ghetto yeah. blaster. He kicks him square in the nose. Oh, and yeah. And I don't know how it didn't break Pantera's nose. Yeah, no kidding. It is harsh. Yeah, he hit him full on. Yeah. Like, yeah. just boot to the face. Yeah. There was another point early on when Bad News uh, whips Pantera into the turnbuckle, and the way he hits, I thought his spine broke. Yeah. It was rough. It was very rough. Yeah. Uh, but as we kind of alluded to, Bad News Brown wins the match yeah. via with, Ghetto Blaster. With the, uh, the racist named moved. And then we get the first of three promos for a Sugar Ray Leonard fight. <laughs> yeah. Which I was like, what kind of weird cross-promotion is this? I know, which WWF has a history of doing that. They do it throughout the years where they bring in, try and they try and make wrestling legitimate and put it on par with boxing, so they bring in boxers or have a boxing competition, the Brawl for All, and it never works. Yeah. The only time it even remotely worked was in the Attitude Era when they brought in Mike Tyson to be a special guest referee. Yeah. And even then, like as soon as Mike Tyson left, people are like, all right, we don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so then we get uh, a Mega Powers promo yes. where Hogan is literally, and I'm not misusing the word literally, yes. he's literally dripping with oil. Yes. It is falling off of his he hands. He didn't just pour some in his hand and rub it on his body. He filled a bathtub with it, it got in, in, got out, and didn't immediately dry off, walked to the. Just yeah. made a beeline for Gene Okerlund. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, also, I wrote, Elizabeth always looks terrified. Yes. Oh, my God. And I'm pretty sure that at the end of the promo, when she blows a kiss to the camera, that was a signal. This is a cry for help. Yeah. That was, no, somebody yeah. was like, if at any point you feel like you're in danger, <laughs> just blow a kiss and we'll send yeah. in the cavalry. Yeah. If if Miss Elizabeth <laughs> was a dog, which she's not, she's very beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. If she was an actual literal canine, yeah. she would be a frightened little chihuahua. Oh, yes. That she, is the yes. only big bobblehead shaking. Yeah. yeah. She very much looks like she's in danger, which she probably is in reality, I if mean, you think about it. If you think about the future, she was very much yeah, in danger. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get, Just yeah. Her, her possible lifestyle. murder by Lex Luthor. That's right. Yeah. Lex Luthor? Lex <laughs> Luthor. <laughs> I mean. She was killed by Superman's yeah, nemesis. Superman's nemesis, Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. Lex Luger. Six to one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that takes us to the third match. Third match. Rick Rude. Richard Rude. With Bobby the Brain Heenan. Good <laughs> to see you again also. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Bobby Heenan. Very lost recently. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rick Rude with Bobby versus Junkyard Dog. J-Y-D. J-Y-D. G-R-A-B-T-H-E-M-C-A-K-E-S. Come on. Grab the kicks. 
Don't say, don't care, if she cares. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> During Rude's stripping, uh, they're panning around to the women in the arena, and they are about to fucking oh, my explode. God. Now, we talked way back when about how, like, Rick Rude was the epitome of, like, what moms find sexy. And it in only 80s, gets yeah. worse as he, like, goes on. Like, as the 80s progress into the 90s, women only get crazier for him. But, like, like these women are looking at him the way that I feel like most people think men look at women yes. at a strip club. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, they're damn they're, near salivating. Yeah, they're hooting There's women, like, biting their lips yeah. and, like... Yeah, they're, like, fanning themselves. You're like, these, yeah. these, these women are wet. <laughs> they are that... Full on, ready to go... This was when did this take place? This was uh, August. Oh, okay, yeah. August twenty ninth of eighty eight. So August twenty ninth of nineteen eighty eight. So dead of summer, and there was a lot of moisture in that arena. Oh man! So it maybe, got real hot in there. Maybe Hogan wasn't actually covered with oil. Maybe that was just. <laughs> maybe that was just. Pussy well, this was sweat. before the match, though. That's yeah, true. That. But if they announced Rick Rude, like if you knew he was on the card, they were getting ready. Yeah. So Rude takes off his uh, his robe, and he's got Junkyard Dog airbrushed onto his trunks. <laughs> yeah. This is when he starts doing that to demean his so opponents. Oh, fucking good. Uh, and, you know, it's, 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 it's extra perfect because his ding-dong always looks like their nose. Exactly. And especially on this one, because he's got Bad News Brown's face right on his dick. Junkyard Dog. Uh, junkyard Dog, sorry. Junkyard's face right on his dick, and then, like, his arm is coming down his leg, giving a thumbs up. Yeah. So it's like, you got a good dick, Rick. <laughs> You got a good old dick, <laughs> making my nose a dick. Uh, I wrote, Rude jumped him before we even got to finish spelling. Yeah. Like, grab them cakes yeah, was happening, I and, he, and he, uh, we didn't get to finish. They cut was, the music off. It seems like ever since, like, the first time we heard grab them cakes, every other time they always cut it short. I know, man, and it feels like holding back a sneeze. I know, right? Like, I feel personally attacked. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, still looks like it says Trump on Junkyard's trunks. <laughs> yes. It's... If it wasn't for the red font on the white trunks. And it says thump. Yeah. Which an H in a different angle looks, looks like, like an, an R. R. Trump. Holy cow. Trump. Every time now I'm just like, oh, I don't I don't. I like don't it. like it. I don't, I don't like, like it. it at all. Uh, this match, I didn't hate. No, it was it was, it was pretty good. Was uh, the the worst part was that that fucking crawling headbutt shit, and <laughs> that I still don't see how people ever bought. Like, I know of all the like, there's lots of moves where you're like, okay, that obviously wouldn't hurt. Yeah, but like you know, that's the one the where you headbutt. Like, there's no there's no way you can get enough momentum from a crawl. No, to do any kind of damage with your head by just crawling your head into yeah. their head. Also, basically I've... trying to be like a ram. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a well, goat or thing. something. Here's the thing. His name is Junkyard Dog. I've never seen a dog do that. No, me neither. A dog will bite you. Yeah. It'll run and, like, jump off you, <sighs> but it won't fucking headbutt you. I don't know. Maybe that's his version of biting people. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at one point... Go Rick... to NWA where they keep, like, putting their mouths on other people's blood. <laughs> oh, so much. So much. <laughs> so much. I'm so glad there's none of that in this one. Yeah. Uh, no blood in this one. Uh, Zero blood all the way through. Yeah. Top Which to bottom. Which is rare for Bloodless. This time. Yeah. yeah. So at one point, Rick Rude gets on the top ropes, uh -huh. pulls down his tights to reveal another pair of tights with some lady on them. Jake the Snake's Then I realize, yeah, we come yeah. to find out it's Jake the Snake's Cheryl, wife. Cheryl the Snake. Cheryl the Snake. <laughs> uh, Mrs. the Snake. This is the Snake. I'm Jake the Snake. This is my wife, Cheryl the Snake. This is my wife, Madam the Snake. <laughs> Mr. Oh. and Mrs. the Snake. <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. The Snake. <laughs> oh, so Jake comes in, beats up Rude, gets Junkyard Dog DQ'd. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, you know, they're basically insinuating that he's too dumb to realize what happened. Yeah, because he gets up and he's like, what's going on? And Jake's like, I had to do it. He insulted my wife. And he's like... He insulted me first. Oh, yeah, I forgot that I wrote. Uh, we definitely see Rick's pecker head mm-hmm. while he's wiggling around with Jake's wife on his pants. And yeah. it looked like she was telling a lie. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So that match ends. Then we get a honky-tonk man promo. Yes. I hate him so goddamn much. And this, this is actually a really funny promo, though, because it's Mean Gene telling Honky Tonk who his opponent is going to be. But Honky Tonk saying, I don't care. I don't, I don't care who's going to be. I'll wrestle, I'll wrestle anybody. anybody. And Gene's like, well, you might want to prepare for this guy. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'll beat anybody. Strumming his guitar, not doing nothing. Well, uh, actually, this time I wrote that it, it looked like someone tried to teach him a little okay, tiny yeah. riff so as to not look like such a fucking <laughs> idiot all the time, but that it didn't fucking take. <laughs> He has so like, like finger he, plays. He, he walks up and he's he's looking at it so hard like a person you know has never taken <laughs> right and going boom 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 and it's like three notes <laughs> that he can't hit the and he doesn't hit the same ones each yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Jesus Christ. As a musician, I'm thoroughly offended. Yeah. <laughs> but it was actually I thought it was a really funny promo because just his flat oh, yeah. out so goofy. I don't give a shit who it is. Yeah, he's. I'll wrestle anybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. So fourth match. We got the Bolsheviks. Bolsheviks. With Slick? Yeah. Weird. Slick was with a lot of people this paper. He was, but he it seemed weird up. for him to be managing the Russian guys. Yeah, the Bolsheviks, which of course is Borazukev and Nikolai Volkov. Correct. And they're taking on... Uh, guys we saw last week Yeah. in WCW. Yeah, the Road... I'm, I'm sorry, not the Road Warriors. Uh, Bobo the, Road Warriors. Yeah, yeah, the Powers of Pain, the Barbarian and the Warlord. Who are faces now? I in... guess. I don't know. Jumping territory, I guess. With the Baron? The Baron. Who I don't know who the guy? fuck that... He was just a weird dude in a robe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he looked like the guy you always see at like... It every... was probably Vince. Uh, How much oh, you want to bet it was Vince? Oh, it was Baron Von Raschke. Oh, All right. that makes sense. Yeah. The Baron. The Baron. Uh, yeah, so I wrote... Nazi. Uh, weird week. Heels in WCW last week, faces in WWF this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's me being uh, a little... <laughs> A little nitpicky, maybe, but I wrote, their face paint doesn't match their outfits, and I find that tacky. (laughs) Like, Warlord's face paint is black and neon blue, Yeah, and Barbarian's face paint is black and neon yellow, but both of their tights are black and red. Black and red, yeah. If your color scheme's black and red, your face paint should be black and red. End of story. Get out of here. I also noticed, I think it was the Warlord? I never know which one is which. The one that looks like Road Warrior Hawk. Fake hawk. Fake hawk with the double yeah, mohawk. Yeah, that's Warlord. Yeah, Warlord. that's Warlord. He's got one one half is regular color, and then the other half is dyed blonde. And I thought that it was just like the regular double mohawk, but they actually connect in the back. Yeah. So there's like a weird just line where one side is blonde and one side is He's like a really, a really exaggerated version of the cul-de-sac, which is just <laughs> male pattern baldness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> weird. Yeah. Uh, Nikolai's tights are too long, but in the wrong direction. <laughs> 
Like they're they're you know they cut off at the crotch and right. they go around the butt, but then there's lots of it coming up his waist and up his back. Oh my god, I didn't notice that. Well, at one point he was outside of the ring and I saw him from behind and I was like, his back looks very short, and I realized that it was <laughs> because his shorts up. were so high, and I was weird. like, oh, it looked real weird. It looked like it looked like the wrestling tights version of mom jeans oh, or like no. mom butt, right? Where she just pulled her pants up way too high. Oh, God. And it's not flattering. Weird. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't notice that. Yeah, and you're like, dude, if those are going to be tights where, like, they got to be, if you're going to make them longer on one end, it should be the other end. Yeah, yeah. I got to say, after. (laughs) I don't mind seeing your belly button. I don't want to see your butt cheeks. I got to say, after, like, watching the NWAs for so long, I kind of like the uh, Southern Russians better. (laughs) They're a lot funner. Yeah, they were more fun. Yeah. Southern Russians. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, d- early in this match, we get Billy Graham commenting on how incredible the, quote, muscle density in the ring was. <laughs> now, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, like, I understand where he's coming from. All, he's every, trying to say the amount of muscles. Yeah, everybody but, in this match is fucking jacked. Right, but density? Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird way to phrase it. Yeah, it's a weird m- measurement to pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the muscle density. Like, his muscles are more dense than other people's <laughs> muscles, therefore are yeah. better muscles. Yeah. If you were to, like, take an axe, you could probably cleave right through Boris Zukev, yeah. but it would take a few strikes to get through Nikolai Volkov. Right. Yeah. Because he's denser. So weird. There's <laughs> he's probably like a like, half-petrified tree. There's probably bodybuilders right now that are like, yeah, you know. You don't get it? If it's more dense, there's more of it, and <laughs> yeah. it's fucking harder. Yeah. Uh, but Gorilla- packs are dense as shit, bro. Yeah. Gorilla gets topical with a uh, Excedrin headache reference at one point. <laughs> He's like, oh, the Warlords, you got a real Excedrin headache after that one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Excedrin headache. Uh, oh, during this match, I, I love watching someone hit the turnbuckle so hard that the whole fucking ring moves. Shifts, yeah. Oh, it's so yeah. satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, those are one of the times where you're like, oh, you can't fake that. Yeah, that you hit that shit hard. Hard. Yeah. Real hard. And I'll tell you, from being in the ring, like, it, the first time I got, like, whipped into the turnbuckle during practice, I was like, oh, there's padding. You know, you hit yeah. it at an angle, so you hit it more with your shoulders. Like, it's not going to be bad. So I threw my whole body into it as hard as I could to make it look good, and I was, my spine was bruised for a month. <laughs> that shit fucking hurts. Oh, God. Yeah. It's fun, though. It's fun to oh, watch. Oh, it's great. It's fucking great. Uh, Especially one of my one of my main attacks, where you know I'd whip them in and then I'd run and do like the jumping splash. Yeah, and typhoon. If they would, yeah, if they would move, then I'd or jump earthquake. and have to. Yeah, I think they both did it. Actually, they probably. Yeah, both. that's the that's the fat wrestler move. Exactly. Yeah, just the run into the corner. <laughs> so I would do that, and if they moved, I'd have to hit it with my chest, and always looked good. But yeah. you know that that move came from like McMahon being like, "Wouldn't it hurt if a fat guy just threw his big fat body on you?" <laughs> Uh, yeah. McMahon, classic body shamer. Which is why it was always weird when I'd see like Sting do it, because he'd do it, and I'm like, that can't. You that's skinny nothing. little bitch. Yeah, that's nothing. You weigh 185 pounds, <laughs> bitch. Get out of here. That won't hurt. Oh, boy. Speaking of Sting, real quick, Sting and Rick Rude, who we saw, uh, I saw recently the video, I had never seen it before, the video of the, the match in the bump that ended Rick Rude's in ring career. And it was because of Sting. And it's actually super fucked up. Because I always heard Sting was like a cool dude. I was never a big fan. But apparently, they were in New Japan. Yeah. And for some reason, New Japan was obsessed with having the ring literally on a pedestal. Yeah. So there was a weird right. drop-off. And, and so, we saw that in an early 
one. I think it was in a, in big a, event, uh, maybe? Yeah, in Montreal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, or Vancouver or wherever it was. Yeah. Yeah, but NJPW for years, they were obsessed with that. And so I guess before the match, uh, Sting told Rude he wanted to do a crossbody to the outside. Uh-huh. Rude hit Rude, and Rude's like, no, I don't want to do that because if I fall off this platform, I'll fuck myself up. Yeah. Well, Sting went ahead and did it anyways, and Rude fell off the platform and broke his goddamn neck. Oh. He got fucked up, and that's what ended his career. So it was super fucked up, and it is a super Ouch. horrifying bump to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a part uh, the towards the end of this, right before the end of the match, where uh, Nikolai uh, Volkov, excuse me, uh, does a quote roundhouse kick, <laughs> and whoa, yeah. Uh, I'm not exaggerating when I say he literally just lifted his leg about eight inches off of the ground. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it was one of the worst-looking yeah, yeah, things yeah. I've ever yeah. seen. It, it was comically bad. It looked like... It looked it looked like his arthritis wouldn't let him lift his <laughs> leg any higher. To me, it looked like somebody was controlling him like a marionette. Yes. And just couldn't get that leg up all They're the way. Like, just, just flick it up a little bit. Flick it. Come on, man. Flick it. Flick it. And he's just, nope. Yeah. So I definitely put roundhouse kick in quotation marks. <laughs> Uh, Barbarian and Warlord win this match by super headbutt yep. to the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, Barbarian comes off the top rope. And headbutts his and shoulder. Headbutts his shoulder, which is a move that people did a lot back in the day. That's going to knock someone out? Never understood it. I think it's supposed to be. Do you know that if you like hit someone's shoulder with enough force, it'll it'll knock, knock them, them out. It's like out. hitting in the jaw. Yeah. If you yeah, hit yeah, them yeah. in the right spot in the jaw, they just go to sleep. Isn't that what the uh, the Vulcan nerve pinch was? You That's just, true. You pinch that shoulder, shoulder enough and they'll fucking pass out? I'm telling you what. <laughs> right in that trapezius maximus. <laughs> I think the point of it, it's supposed to be head-to-head. Your head, right, it's right, supposed right. to be your head. But to do it safely, you got to kind of hit next Between to the head their on shoulder, the shoulder. Yeah. But you got to sell it like it hit exactly. your head, but it never made any fucking sense. No, and it was never sold well. Yeah. So, yeah. Fucking, oh, shit. That was a pain win. I did. You know what? There is one more thing that I meant for us to queue up that we didn't. Oh so shit! You're right. We'll cut up the. We'll cut out the uh, pause here. But right after this match, I want to play the very brief Survivor Series promo. Yes. Uh, so yeah, let's find that. We'll we'll pause for a second yeah. while we find that. All right. So uh, I wanted to play this promo, and then and then and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a br- very brief promo for the <laughs> upcoming Survivor Series. The Survivor Series. That's it. That's it. Why is that so creepy? One man on a mission. Well, it's like Thanksgiving, the (laughs) scariest holiday (laughs) of the year. Push it back a month. I was like, definitely not the holiday that just passed. (laughs) That's all about being scary. Not, hey, we're in October. Let's do something scary. No, let's push it back a month to fucking Thanksgiving. It's terrifying. It's just Watch the, the voice. survivor. The music night. too was like yeah. Hold on. D- very ominous. Witness the Survivor series. Boom. It really is. It's like a fucking like eighties like action thriller. movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just picture like just like a shitty like eighties noir action movie. Like one man on a yes. mission yeah. to avenge his family. He will be the survivor. Series. Oh, Oh, God. It reminded me that I just remembered the fucking Andre promo from uh, the first Survivor series. Oh, yes. Hulk Hogan, I will be the survivor. I will be the survivor. (laughs) And I'll take your soul. 
Oh, fuck. Uh, so then we get our introduction to Brother Love. Brother Love. Oh, hate him, hate him, if hate him. If you've never seen Brother Love, Google image search him he immediately. He is a fat dude in a white suit with a pink undershirt, and his face is painted red. Not like bright red, but like you've been screaming for an hour straight kind of red. Yeah. Like Slick you're back a- hair. Like you're holding your breath yeah, really hard. Yeah, like almost purple red. Yeah. And he, he's brother love. He's supposed to be emulating like a southern preacher right, type. exactly. But he comes out and he talks about how much I just love everybody. And my next guest is a person who needs a lesson on love. <laughs> and I was like, um, ew. Yeah. Oh, also, brother fuck? love, uh, he's got what I like to call the Lord's mullet. Yes. Yes. Where it's just, it might not be short on top, but it's so slicked back you so hard that it looks tell. like looks like a mullet. It's literally a helmet. It's a oh helmet my god, it is. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's so funny. Interesting fact about Brother Love, which we will see in a little bit. He, a lot of people don't know this, because when you think of Undertaker, synonymous with his manager, Paul Bear. Paul Bear. And Undertaker's first appearance, his manager was Brother Love. Brother Love. I actually do remember that. Yeah. I do. Yeah, and then Brother Love introduces Brother Bearer. Yeah. That's Paul Bear. Oh, yeah. vey. So weird. I know. So, so weird. Um, So his guest is uh, <laughs> is Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and uh, I wrote, <laughs> so full disclosure, it was very high at the time, I wrote, uh, ha ha, gorilla said yo, but it's ho. What an idiot. <laughs> what a dummy. Oh, my God. Um, Jim Duggan's facial expressions while Brother D- Love is talking are... Fucking priceless. Off the charts amazing. Oh, like, my. 135% huh. he's putting into that face. It's like while we've been gone, he took like 18 acting classes a night just to like emote more. And well, I was going to say, it, it looks like what he's been practicing in the mirror for <laughs> yes. hours and hours yes. and hours yes. and hours. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I know I can wrestle. I know I can beat anybody. But I got to work on my face game. Got to work on that straight <laughs> up face game. He just sits in the mirror and goes, ah, ooh. He gets mad because their uh, brother love is questioning his patriotism. Yes. Classic wrestling trope. Classic wrestling trope, especially for Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And uh, also loved that uh, brother love and Billy Graham both call him Dugan <laughs> yeah. at one point. Duggan. And I didn't like it. No. I don't like it. No. He's not Steve Coogan. <laughs> it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Steve Coogan. Hacksaw Steve Coogan. <laughs> I'm going to call him that forever now. Yes. Did you see that... Uh, <laughs> That movie, Alan Partridge with uh, yeah, Hacksaw Steve Hash, Coogan. Hacksaw yeah. Steve Coogan. <laughs> Hacksaw Steve Gutenberg. Oh. Now we're just word associating. <laughs> yeah. I do that a lot. Hacksaw Steve, everybody. Yeah. After that, I wrote, uh, I, I don't appreciate that I keep having to see these boxing promos. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's so weird. There's like fucking four of them. Well, and it's also like, you know, we're watching it on the WWE Network. Right. It's like, why haven't you edited that yeah, shit out? Yeah, cut that shit out. Yeah. Like, why you is that You go back and you change there? all the music. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, weirdos. Get your shit together. God. (laughs) Then we go into the fifth match. The internet, or, God. Intercontinental. Here's why that keeps happening. I'm lazy, so I wrote I-N-T, period. Why not just I-C? Because I'm stupid, and I don't know that. That's what I wrote every time. Look, right there. Yeah, I-C title. Dumb. I wrote I-N-T, so I keep wanting to say international. (laughs) Intercontinental title. Honky Tonk Man versus blank, blank, blank. Surprise opponent. 
blank, blank, blank. Biggest piece of shit in the world, the I, ultimate warrior. I love how Howard Finkel goes, and his opponent, and then just throws his arms up and goes, <laughs> yeah. what? I don't know. And then you hear Warriors you music hear hit. Ultimate Warriors music, which honestly, that reveal was pretty exciting. It was. I'll give you that. Because Although, the one thing about the Ultimate Warrior, his music and his, his entrance, entrance was always fun. Super exciting. Come out shaking the ropes. Just running full yeah. steam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a huge piece of shit in real life. I don't care that he's dead. He's a huge piece of shit. Uh, he recently... Uh, before, died? Yeah, well, he recently died. <laughs> but when, when Bobby Heenan first got diagnosed with cancer way back when, fucking Ultimate Warrior went on this blog post about how he's glad and he hopes he dies and all this shit. God. And it's real fucked up. And there's also... He, Isn't uh, Heenan, like, universally loved? Yeah. And that's the weird thing. But Warrior was just a piece of shit. And this... I don't want to get, like, political or anything, but he was at this fucking, like, Republican rally because he was a fucking Republican in his later days. And uh, he was talking about gay marriage, and he said, and I quote, Queerin don't make the world work. Whoa. Yes. That is one thing that literally came out of his mouth. That must be one of those things that's only true in parts unknown. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and so- it's real fucked up, because after he died... WWE decided to just make him this like hero. Yeah, they, and they really named did. like a charity after him, and they've got this whole thing. And it's but like, it's like when he quit wrestling, yeah, like they didn't give a fuck. They fucking they they released like in two thousand four, two thousand five. They released a documentary, a DVD called "The Downfall of the Ultimate Warrior." I remember that, that was just two hours of everyone going, "Yeah, he's a piece of shit," yeah, just shitting on him. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, he's great, and we're gonna name a charity after him, and he's awesome." Yeah, completely rewriting history. And it, I mean, it just pisses me because he's such typical a piece McMahon. Of shit. Exactly. That's typical McMahon. Yeah, classic McMahon. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. I just I can't I can't abide someone that says queer and don't make the world work. Yeah, no. Yeah. But he makes quick work of Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, wins 31 the title seconds. In 31 seconds. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we'll take a, a commercial break here in just a second. But before we do, I want to play to you a little bit of music that I heard so much in my childhood that the second it started playing, I was literally transported to another time in my mind. Uh, I felt different. Like I, you know, when you have those those moments of memory that yeah. that something triggers and, it's and just you like feel that snap. It's a visceral, yeah, res- yeah. yeah. Like, your whole body kind of quivers a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and this music did that for me. Here it goes. Okay, hold on, real quick. Speaking of how Miss Elizabeth always looks scared, you guys can't see it at home, but this whole thing that's playing right now is a promo for the upcoming main event of this pay-per-view of the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks, and it's just showing it's these weird, like, like, cut videos, so it's, like, weird, skippy, like, almost claymation-looking of everyone that's in the match, and it shows Miss Elizabeth, and it shows her back, and she's turning around and looking over her shoulder, but she literally looks like somebody just pointed a gun to the back of her head. She is she's so looking for fucking help. scared looking. Yeah. yeah, She's looking for anyone to save yeah, her. It is terrifying. <laughs> Always. Yeah. That music, very fond. Uh, that was the generic music that they played for almost every promo for mm-hmm. I don't know how many years. Yeah, up, until, up until the mid-90s. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that music stayed for a long, yeah. long, long time. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we will take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. 
Two Planet Productions is a team comprised of some of the most talented wedding photographers, videographers, and production designers with over 20 years of combined experience in the industry. Besides working with some of the most beautiful brides in the world, they have also produced content for commercial businesses and nonprofit organizations such as the Tulsa Mayor's Office, the Arts and Humanities Council of Tulsa, Tulsa Lifestyle Magazine, Rocklahoma, and musical acts such as the Deftones. Members of their staff and of the Two Planet team have won multiple Couples Choice Awards and Best of the Best Awards from The Knot, Wedding Wire, and were part of the team that was voted People's Choice for Best Photographers from Tulsa People Magazine 2013. Two Planet Productions remains the most affordable group of fun, professional artists to entrust your life's most precious moments to. www.twoplanetproductions.com. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or call 918-280-8528. And... We have an exclusive deal that you can only get if you listen to the Channel 4.5 Network. If you tell them that we sent you, you will receive a free single-session shoot with the purchase of any wedding package. That's a $500 value for free. That free session could be an engagement, bridals, first anniversary photos, or anything else that you want to be saved and captured forever. Hello there, everybody. I am here to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Thompson Cigar Company. Whether you're new to the hobby of cigars or a longtime aficionado, Thompson Cigar Company has a solution to all your smoke needs. Since the day they were founded in 1915, making them the oldest mail-order cigar company in the country, which is pretty freaking awesome, they've always been devoted to delivering a massive selection of products covering all price ranges and tastes at a fraction of what a comparable brand would cost. To ensure that your cigars are always fresh and full of flavor, Thompson Cigar Company operates out of the largest inventory humidor in the United States. They also have 200 trained professionals on hand and ready to provide personalized customer service and can answer any question you could ever have about cigars. Plus, there's a bonus. Because you listen to our podcast here at Channel 4.5, we have an exclusive offer that will save you money. Click a link in the description of our show and receive one of three offers. Purchase any cigar in their special cigar collection and your entire order ships free. Or receive free shipping on any orders $99 and above. Or, third or, save up to 73% when you purchase a five-pack Fever Cigars. Shop Thompson Cigar and save money and support our shows. And we're back. We are still talking about SummerSlam 1988. The first SummerSlam, by the, the way. We didn't even say that. We didn't mention that. The very first yeah. Summer of Slams. <laughs> summer Slams. <laughs> summer. The summer. This is... Uh, summer of Sam's. Summer of Sam's. Yeah, this is... <laughs> summer this, of Slam. This is the sequel to that. Summer of Slam. Vince got all his booking ideas from a dog. I think we're going to have to call every year now Summer of Slam 89. Summer, <laughs> yeah, summer, summer of, of Slam. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> Definitely uh, going to have to title the episode Summer yeah, of Slam. Summer of Slam. Summer of Slam 1988. Oh, I love uh, it. So we'll jump in. Match number six. six. Match. Dino Bravo versus Don Morocco. Dino with, of course, Frenchie. Frenchie. Who has a sign that says... USA is not okay. USA is not okay. And that is a very fun thing to chant. It's a good, it's a, got a good it rhyme. Rhymes. It's the right cadence. USA is not okay. USA is not okay. Yeah. USA There's several different ways okay. you can go with it. Uh, excuse me. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was surprised by a belch. <laughs> 
You look like a deer in the headlights right now. You did not feel that coming. Nope. Oh, shit. It snuck out there. It was a good one, though. That was. Felt good. It's going to translate well. Came from my... the cockles of my heart. There's <laughs> a diaphragm belt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that made me laugh a lot every time I saw it. Also, I thought to myself, like, this is a guy who every time we've seen him speak, speaks what what we think is supposed to be French, <laughs> yeah. but sounds like gibberish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. theoretically, he speaks no English. Right. But this sign Somehow is he made, perfectly yeah. written. I guess maybe Dino made it for I was going to say, did he commission yeah. out this sign? Yeah, he's like, here, Frenchie, just carry this. I need a French artist to make me a picket sign. <laughs> How do you say a picket sign? Sacre bleu. Picket sign. Uh, you got it. Oh, man. I wrote that these guys, WWF specifically, are obsessed with bench pressing. Yes. Every time we've seen Dino Bravo in the last four WWF things. It's always. it has. They've either talked about. Yeah. Or we have had to watch him bench press. Was it was it Royal Rumble where there was fucking twenty five goddamn minutes of him just trying to lift weights? I want to say it was. I'm pretty sure it was the first yeah. Rumble. Yeah, I'd have to look back at my God notes. Damn, that was Whoa. so. Ugh. And they're and they're talking about it in this one. Yeah, oh, like that was still. a big fucking draw or something. Like like even if that was the most recent Royal Rumble. It's still like eight months ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to bring up old shit. Fucking move on, dude. Get killed already. Uh, this was kind of a uh, mean. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I feel like this was a a kind of a, a prototypical two huge guys match. Yeah, it's just them trying to throw leaning. each other into the ground as hard as possible. A lot of lying down. Yeah, which this isn't the first time we've seen Dino Bravo and Don, Don Morocco fight. Yeah, and every time it's like, oh, that's not bad. Like it's just the same shit every time. They're just yes. two big dudes. It's really each predictable. Other. Yeah, it's not a bad match. Flashes but it's just not. of yeah, flashes of fun with a lot of uh, like. Arm bars. A lot of rest holds. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah, of yeah, rest yeah. holds. Yeah. That's what they're called. Yeah. Not a terrible match, but nothing exciting. At either. the end of this match, uh, Don Morocco goes to pick up Dino Bravo for a slam or something, hits the referee. Yeah. Guys, he got right the right fuck back up. back up. He didn't die. He popped back up on his feet like a fucking lightning bolt. He must be the toughest referee to have <laughs> he, ever lived in the history is, of refereeing. He, I was, I, he got knocked down. I go, oh, great, a ref bump. This match is going to go for 15 more minutes. But nope, no. Bloop, back on his feet. And I was like, oh, shit. Right back up. And yeah. then uh, Dino Bravo does something and he wins. I, don't, I, could, I, I couldn't tell. I can't remember what yeah, he did. It was, I, I didn't give a shit. Then Dino wins. Boo. We don't like him. For some reason, okay. Also, I wanted to, I forgot to bring this up at the beginning of this match, but. Suplex. He pinned him, he pinned him with a suplex. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Because right. it was super boring. That's why yeah. I remember. Yeah. But Don Morocco comes out to this, like, the, his music mm. sounds like uh, what you would picture playing at the beginning of a scene of a movie where it's like the uh, gladiator yeah, Roman, yeah, yeah. you know, the Roman yeah. Colosseum. Very like regal bum, trumpets. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like timpanies yeah. and, and herald trumpets, uh-huh. which if you don't know what a herald trumpet is, they're the really long ones that have banners <laughs> yeah. hanging yeah, from yeah, them. Yeah. The king's trumpets. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but he's coming down with a, a tie-dye tank top on. Yeah. And it's really weird. And he's still being billed as the rock Don Morocco. Right. It still makes me uncomfortable. But it's like... Is the tie dye shirt just to let us know that he's a face now? Yeah, I don't know when he's. Like, look at me! Became. I got bright colors on. I'm good. Like that would make sense for a man that we're going to see. I think next, right? Fucking uh... no, a man that we're going to see later on, Hercules, Hercules Hernandez. Right. That music would make sense for him because he's literally Hercules, a Greek warrior. Yeah. Don Morocco is just a big Italian dude. Yeah. Yeah. 
Real big attacking team. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Both of those guys just look like they're about to explode. They're both. Everyone, every single person in this pay-per-view, with the exception of Honky Tonk Man and the Honky Tonk Man and the Heart Foundation, everyone is, like, huge. Yeah. Yeah. If not in height, muscle man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Big Boss Man, very out of shape. Very out of shape, but very tall. tall. Uh, Jake Roberts isn't very big, but. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, yeah. Him and fucking Honky Tonk Man are the exception that proved the rule. Yeah. <laughs> So after that, we get a brief uh, interview with Jesse Ventura talking about how he's going to be the guest referee for the main yeah. event, and it is revealed that uh, apparently he was bribed. Ted DiBiase. No, 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 no. He makes it very clear. He didn't bribe him. He just put money in his pocket. That's right. And, uh, you know, who's not going to take that? Yeah. What are you yeah. going to do? Yeah. And he didn't say he'd comply. No. But right? he took the money. Yeah. He didn't say he'd help. Yeah. So, yeah, the Mega Bucks are Ted DiBiase's team. It's him and Andre the Giant and Virgil. And, Bobby uh, Heenan. Bobby Heenan is the manager. And, uh, yeah, DiBiase just starts – they show a clip of it later. DiBiase just shoving $100 bills into Jesse Ventura's coat. Yeah. Just going like, you just do the right thing, buddy. Oh, boy. I love Ted DiBiase. <laughs> he's so great. He's He is good. Yeah. I mean, he's he really sells shit. and He puts in work later. We'll get oh, there. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, so, seventh match – we got a tag team title match. Demolition, Axe and Smash. With Mr. Fuji Mr. and Fuji. Jimmy Hart. Uh, take on the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. Jim Hart. the Anvil Neidhart. Need Neidhart. I always heard Neidhart. We've talked about this yeah. before and we could never decide on no. what it was. So. And I don't remember what they were saying during yeah, the Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. They just always call him Anvil. Yeah, Jim Long Goatee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my first note is Bret's hair is too wet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that bothered me but just because uh, I, I felt immediately for demolition because I'm like, touching wet hair on someone else just feels gross. Bret Hart was one of those first of the guys. Because back then, back in this time, like everyone wanted their hair to look good. Their big, poofy, mullet oh, hair. Oh, yeah. But Bret Hart was one of the first guys who was like, I don't give a shit. I just don't want to get hot out there. So he would wet his hair down beforehand. And yep. then we'll see as we go on, especially into the early and mid-90s, Everybody with long hair wets it down before their match. Yeah, and they just That's come just out dripping now. wet. Exactly. Uh, Billy Graham got a great quote here from him where he says, uh, Anvil, he's got hair like a jarhead, but a beard like ZZ Top. <laughs> okay. Hair like a jarhead. So a military guy. Yeah, like a Marine, the right. Marine cut. Yeah, so he's got, he does have that High buzz tight, cut. The flat top. Yeah, and then he's got a long goatee, so... But he doesn't. But my other thing was, I was like, it's not a beard. Number one, it's, right, a, it's a goatee, goatee. and it's difference. nowhere near as long. No, it's as like top. it's down to like maybe the top of his chest. Sure, which isn't that long. That's like not it would much just tickle his chest a little. Yeah, if he didn't top sh- has them down to their fucking dicks. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, except for Frank Beard. Yeah, yeah, the, the only one. No yeah, exactly. Boy, oh boy, that's funny to me. <laughs> it will never not be funny. I can't get over how weird Axe looks. Right. Um. Like, as an adult, I look at his face, and I cannot see him being someone that would put face paint on. I know. He just looks like a regular dude. He genuinely looks like people I would see at my family yeah. reunion. And yeah. I'm, uh, uh, like a, a fucking extra from The Sopranos. Yeah. But he puts on and, face and, paint and dresses like Lord Humongous from fucking And I don't mean, Road like, Warrior. my immediate family. No. I don't want them right. to think that. But, like, there are <laughs> people, like, the, the older generation that of weird, my family. That weird great uncle. That were Yeah, they yeah. were, like, that type of Italian yeah. dude. Kind of yeah. the, the prototypical movie trope of Gabagool. an Italian guy. Yeah. 
Uh, it was the fucking Gabagool. No yeah. Vini, and they didn't no always Gabagool. talk like that, but they just no, looked, but they looked like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they looked very, he looked very much like uh, he would be like a person of authority in some right. way, shape, or form. Right. I don't know. It's real weird. Works in waste management. Yeah, like as an adult, <laughs> I just yeah. found it, I find yeah. it very strange to look at his face and see under the face right. paint. But no, then they put on face paint and dress like Lord Humongous from the first Mad Max movie. Yeah. And they were a fucking wrestling team. Lord Humongous. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Brett, uh, Brett was really, really selling the shoulders to the he post. He was, yeah. Like those specifically. Yeah. Each time I was like, dude, you're going to break your <laughs> shit. Brett Hart gets weird because like sometimes he'll sell really well and other times he'll be like, nah, I don't want to fucking do this. Yeah. He's, and he just won't do shit. I think this is maybe later down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I think here he's still trying he to felt like. felt like he was established. Yeah. He's still, he has yet to plateau. Uh, oh, <laughs> another face paint comment. Uh, how weird must it feel? To put face paint over Smash's tiny little mustache. <laughs> That's a good point. I never thought about that. Like, having to put face paint over that teeny little weird mustache that he has. It's like fucking uh, Cesar Romero that yeah, played the it's... Joker in the old Batman 60s show. Yeah. Refused to shave his mustache, so they just put the makeup over it, and you could obviously tell there was he still a mustache, mustache there. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. So weird. Um Demolition win by megaphone, yep. which feels like it's now a foregone conclusion that if Jimmy Hart's there, he's gonna someone's going to get megaphone. hit with a megaphone, yeah. Yeah. and that's how they're going to win. Uh, then we get a great, great locker room moment <laughs> where we see post-intercontinental championship loss, Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. Locker room with the former Intercontinental Champion, the Honky Tonk Man. Doubly disappointing for him tonight. No Brutus the Barber beefcake. And then losing the Intercontinental title to the Ultimate Warrior. He's such a fucking angry little kid. Just leave me alone, would you? Two times. Leave me alone, would you? Don't bother me. Don't bother me. Just leave me alone. I'm mad. I'm going to my room. I'm going to push these cans over. I've been ripped off. I've been robbed. Ever since I've been in the WWF, they've tried to do something like this to me. They jumped me from behind. They beat me up. Credit where credit's due. He's got his weird fucking Elvis Presley singlet pulled down, and Uh he's actually in pretty good shape. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Got to play the end of this because this is an amazing quote. Yes. I'll always be the greatest of all time. And I don't care what you do, warrior. That's my belt. The belt belongs to me, Gene. It's mine. I've held it longer than anybody. And I'm going to get it back. If it's the last thing I do in the WWF, I'm going to get my belt back. It's my belt. At the risk of sounding negative honky-tonk, man, I think you walked into this building a little over. Oh, no, we must have talked over it. I'll just say, I've got it written down. The quote is, he says, I said I'd wrestle anybody, but I didn't say I'd wrestle the warrior. Yeah, that's right. Well, which is it? anybody. He falls under the category of anybody. Yeah, he's an anybody, and he's a wrestler. So either you agreed you'd wrestle anybody, or you agreed you'd wrestle anybody but But, the ultimate warrior. And I didn't hear that Yeah, in your boasting and bragging (laughs) earlier. Fucker. You asshole. (laughs) Hate you. Uh, mean Gene is a fucking machine. Oh by my the way. god! Yeah. Of, of every person that I think we've seen doing backstage stuff or the side stuff, he keeps it together so well. And he's just his voice is yeah. killer. He's yeah. he's really yeah. Mean You'll, Gene yeah. is good. You couldn't you couldn't really hear it. You heard it a little bit, but if you watch it. As Honky Tonk Man makes his exit, he just keeps throwing shit yeah. back into frame. And like a big ass chair comes in and Gene just sort of sidesteps it without even missing a beat. Yep, still yeah. talking. Yeah. I hope Mean Gene was a good guy. He, for, from everything I've heard, he is. Good. From everything I've heard, he's a great dude. If he's not, let us know. Hit us up on our Facebook. Yeah. Uh, kill our dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag kill our dreams. Hashtag kill our dreams. Uh, eighth match. 
We have uh, another guy that we just saw last yep, week. Yeah, Big uh, Bubba Rogers, a.k.a. this time Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man yep. versus Coco Beware. Coco Beware. Who looks like a, I mean, a miniature version of a human. <laughs> yes. I almost it's, said midget, and uh, I forgot that I couldn't because yeah. it's not a midget wrestling yeah, yeah, yeah. match. <laughs> but no, next yeah, to, next to Big Boss small, Man, he looks... Because he's yeah. like normal guy he's, height. He's probably at top. I think he's billed at like 6'2", but he's probably Coco? like, yeah, he's built. Here's the thing. Yeah. He's built at 6'2". He's probably Reality, 5'10". shoot height. Yeah, he's like 5'9 or 5'10". <laughs> but Big Boss Man big is boss like 6'10". Yeah, he's legit. Let me see how big he's built at. <laughs> he's very tall. Big Boss Man. Oh, he's built at 6'6". Six six. So, oh, no. Yeah. He seems much taller. But maybe he's not. Early in the match, Big Boss Man did not sell getting his arms wrapped in the ropes at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it was yeah. one of the laziest yeah. ones where he just, like, Coco does that had rope to, wrap where you take where the like, bottom rope and put it over the top rope with their arms in it. Yeah, well, he, like, throws them into the ropes. Yeah, and, and then spans, yeah. And then it's supposed to be, yeah, like it happens on accident. Nope, yeah. now he's trapped. Now I get to beat him up in there. But he literally just sort of He had to wrap himself in yeah. it. It was yeah. real bad. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, he's... He's, you know, beating up on, on Coco Beware, and he starts yelling at him, come on, boy. Oh, no. And it was very upsetting. Oh, no. Not, no. Lots of times with the classic Georgia yeah. corrections officer. Come on, uh, boy. Fucking Confederate flag patch on his shoulder. Yes. Here's the thing. If you don't with know. With Slick in his corner. If you don't know Big Boss Man, his early gimmick right now is that he was dressed as a prison guard. He looked like a police officer. Yeah, the Department of Corrections he, in Cobb, Cobb County, County Georgia. Georgia. Which, hold on real quick. I'm going to look up his fucking theme song because it's fucking amazing. Uh, they didn't. They definitely didn't use it here. No, this this is a little bit later when he gets this. Yeah, one. I was going to say, because I think he's brand new to WWF still. Yeah. But yeah, that, that made me very, very uncomfortable and sad when they did that. <laughs> if you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Oh, man. I love it. It's so ridiculous. Also, a better watch out boy in there that I feel like is <laughs> yeah, very directed. Yeah. Very directed. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Coco Beware uh, hits Boss Man with a nut shot. And <laughs> it's a- Gorilla Monsoon says, and I quote, he'll be singing with the Sopranos in the shower. <laughs> now, Not- this is insane on multiple levels because <laughs> I get. He'll be singing soprano. You get in the nuts, your voice gets higher. It's a classic trope. But he's saying he'll be singing with, with the, the sopranos, sopranos as if he's in the group with the rest of the Sopranos. Yes. yes. But they're also in the, in the shower? shower together? Yeah. Yeah. Real weird. Very strange. He'll be singing with the Sopranos in, in the, the shower. Showers. I don't uh, like it. Me neither. Bossman wins by side slam and then beats up Coco Beware with a billy club. And apparently Gorilla Monsoon thinks that billy clubs weigh 25 pounds. <laughs> Because he says out loud into yeah. a microphone, yeah. he hits him with that billy club that weighs at least 25 pounds. It weighs two pounds tops. 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 <laughs> that shit, if you sit, like, he's spinning around. And yeah. Like, that's not 20. That's if a, it was 25 pounds, it would take your pants down every pounds, time. 25 pounds is like two bowling balls. That's a giant bag of dog food. <laughs> yes. Like, that would pull your pants down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Jesus Christ. If not, rip the, the, the loops off of it's wherever like, you hooked it. It's like any time they pick up the stairs, like, you hit them with those 2,000-pound stairs. So stupid. Yeah. Uh, so now we get now we get the ultimate, the ultimate warrior, warrior interview, promo. which is pretty great. Yeah, this is Warrior backstage after winning the IC title. Warrior, the new intercontinental champion, and Warrior, you are now a champion of the World Wrestling. How can talk about you thought it was something like out of a comic book, brother? But we're talking about real life. I was sitting in parts unknown, waiting for the next spaceship to hire planes, and the lightning bolts came Pause. down from the sky, and the Warrior spoke. You think this is like a comic book? But this is real life. I was sitting I was in parts sitting? unknown, waiting for another spaceship. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> and I said, make it to the garden. Well, the ultimate warrior showed. And Hockey Talk Man, you gave the challenge. And the ultimate warrior. And the- Real quick, I just noticed. Ultimate Warrior has the classic face paint on. His classic warrior yeah. face paint. And a piece of it has chipped off and is just Stuck hanging his in his hair. hair. Yeah. The little warriors with all the painted faces rose to the challenge. And they conquered. I'm taking all the little words through all the darkness and all the pain. And Hockey Talk Man, if you want a piece of me or anybody thinks they can take on all the warriors, I'm not hard to find. I'll be on the next spaceship to parts on To parts unknown. Also, I'm not hard to find. I'll be in a spaceship. I'm not hard to find. I'll literally be in a place where nobody knows where it is. I will be in a spaceship on my way to a place no one knows or has been. Parts a noun. Parts with no nouns. <laughs> God, doing Ultimate Warrior promos is just the greatest thing. Because oh, so you can just insane. say the most random shit. Yeah. I come from the planet of the warrior, and I came to WWF to earn my supremacy and take the belt back to the heart of the sun. Just Take it back to Galactic shit. Lord Xenu. <laughs> I wouldn't put a bass on that piece of shit. Galactic Lord Xenu. Responsible for all our bad feelings. Oh, God. <laughs> Called Thetans, folks. Look it up. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. Now we get the ninth match. Ninth match, Jake the Snake Roberts. Versus Herc the Jerk. Herc the Jerk. No Hernandez, just Hercules. Yeah, just regular old Hercules. Yeah. Jake still fired up from Rick Rude threatening Cheryl the Snake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Madam the Snake. Madam the Snake. Uh, Mrs. Lady the Snake. Why is there a spider web on Jake's trunks? I think we may have, this may have come yeah, up Yeah, he uses the spider web theme a lot, but he has, has a snake on one snakes. side. Snake on one side, spider web on the other. I don't. I don't know. I he's don't never had anything spider-like no, in his he's gimmick. Not Jake the Tarantula Roberts. Like, does he specifically feed snakes spiders? Maybe. Even that though Earth is weird. Feeds. I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, Hercules' haircut is essentially uh, '80s Howie Mandel's haircut. <laughs> like, if you look up a uh, Howie Mandel in like Three Men and a Baby, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what his hair yeah. looks like. And he, he almost looks a little bit like Bob Golick, which if you don't know who Bob Golick was, he was no pro- idea. He was a professional football player, okay. but later in his life he did some acting and he was on uh Say by the Bell the college years. Oh shit. He played the super buff like I don't know, I think he might have been an RA or some shit yeah. like that. Uh so yeah, he looks like uh, a little bit of that guy mixed with the with Billy Haynes, the the guy that oh, used yeah. to pitch all the stuff yeah, on yeah, TV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Billy, Mays. Billy Mays. Billy that's Mays. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the last time we saw Herc, wasn't he vomiting on a guy's back? He was. Yes. Or he was getting puked. Getting on puked on yeah. by uh, Oregon guy. What was? Uh, oh shit! Uh, James uh, Brolin. Jimmy, Jimmy Jack Hayes. That's right. Yeah. James Brolin looked James like. James Brolin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Brolin specifically in the Amityville yes. Horror. 
Because they were in that like full Nelson battle. Yeah, and, and they're outside of the like, ring, and he just fucking puked, on puked, on puked right on his back. Jesus. Ugh, it was so gross. <laughs> funny, though. <laughs> really funny. Uh, this match was dog shit. It was so bad. Absolute trash, which is a bummer, because usually Jake is a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, he is still fun to watch in the parts that he's like yeah. when he's doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, but Herc fucking he, sucks yeah. dick. Yeah. Um, we get another ex- external occipital protuberance reference yes. from Ch- Gorilla yes. Monsoon. And then Jake wins by DDT. And I also, this is where I realized that Jake the Snake's music is basically off-brand Pink Floyd. Oh, uh, dude, hold on. I was gonna, so so there's a thing right now, a new wave, a new trend in music called Retro Wave. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'm a big fan of it. It's really fun. It's like an 80s throwback. But Jake the Snake's music is like Retro Wave before Retro Wave with a thing. Like, it is right. everything. I'm going to play it real quick. And... <laughs> Teacher, leave those kids alone. You better run. <laughs> it's like several Pink Floyd yeah, songs yeah, yeah. from the wall specifically. I have this on my iTunes, and I just listen to it when I'm driving sometimes. I was going to say, is that on your gym mix? Fuck it, it is. It is. That <laughs> and uh, we haven't got to them yet, and I really am not a fan of Scott Hall. But Razor Ramon's theme was really good too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that like whole you Cuban. Like Scott Hall? I don't like. I, love I don't. Scott Hall. I, I I love Hall and Nash. Here's and you the hate thing. Him. Yeah, yeah. I hate Nash so much. Like that just that sort you... of bleeds over to Scott Hall. Seeing Scott Hall in the Resurrection of Jake the Snake, dude, goes, that made me. It, that gave me such a new respect yeah, for it, him. It endeared him very much. And like, look, the, the that documentary Resurrection is fucking phenomenal. But to me, the most fascinating part of it was. The side plot with fucking Scott Hall. Me when too. They, when they first see Scott Hall, he can't fucking walk. No, he's in a goddamn he's wheelchair. In a wheelchair. He can't move. And then by the end of it, he's fucking standing up at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's doing great. Yeah, it's good shit. I I will say Scott Hall seems like... even though that movie was essentially an hour and a half long DDP yoga commercial, which I'm not gonna fuck because I fucking love DDP yoga. Sure. So, but I mean the you know the 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 documentary was yeah, was a was documentary about... and a commercial. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was still great. <clears throat> Yeah. No, it was still good, and I do think he does good things for people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that is genuine. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this match super dumb. Yeah. Then we get a how we got here montage, the classic. How did we get here? Uh-huh. Um. At Being which point we event. yeah we see why everybody's mad at each other. Yeah. Uh. And yep. then we get to the main event. Main event: the Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan, and Macho Man Randy Savage with the lovely Miss Elizabeth. In a, in a very unfortunate yellow and red dress. Right. She's trying to be a team player and get on the color scheme because obviously Hogan would not concede to doing anything other than his yellow. classic red and yeah. yellow. Yeah. And it only made sense for Macho to do that because Macho wears different colors all the time. Exactly. So he's more of a chameleon. Him. Now, Hulk did concede to putting the name of the tag team on the ass of his trunks. That's right, he did. So that's That's, that's true. That's yeah, something. that's true. Uh, However, he did not concede... Uh, not getting the pin and having <laughs> his music play yeah, at the end yeah, of this yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, so Mega Bucks, know... uh, yeah, Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks, Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase. Very 1988 in that Mega was just Mega everything. Everything mega Powers mega was Bucks. Mega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking uh, 80s was so weird. <laughs> Ms. Elizabeth, um, and she beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. She has the classic 80s hair, though, Yeah, where she has a legit six inches yes. of volume yes. on top, and it is impressive. Now, not to jump the gun, but I'm going to go ahead and jump to the end of this match sure. real quick. 
So at the end of this match, the way that the, 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 the finish goes down is Miss Elizabeth, to distract Andre and Ted, rips off her skirt uh-huh. and has just a pair of red panties underneath. But yep. they're, not, they're like the 80s, like big red panties. So they're, they're more like, uh, they're like swim trunks. Bloomies. Yeah, Bloomers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloomers, yeah. Rips it off to reveal those. Now, I will say, uh, I always thought Miss Elizabeth was attractive. Uh-huh. She has a very pretty face, but she was always in those freely frumpy prom dresses so much. Yeah, the 80s I, was about big, blocky, yeah, weird-looking yeah. dresses. But she ripped that skirt off, and I will tell you, she got a booty. She <laughs> That dress came up. And it, here's the thing. I have a very weird, I don't know why, but whenever a woman has like a shirt but no pants on. Oh, when they're Donald Duckin? Yeah, when they're Donald Duckin, that is like the hottest fucking thing to me. Yeah. So when she ripped that skirt off, I was like, oh, damn, baby. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. And by the way, we know we're awful for saying this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, this is the '80s. This was 20 years ago. When you okay were still allowed to very much objectify women in, the, at, at every turn. The general rule for comedy is something can be funny 20 years after the fact. This was 1988, so we're oh, almost we're there. almost 30 years. Yeah, yeah. So we're good. Yeah, I got my time. We're good. <laughs> at the beginning of this match, yeah. uh, Jesse Venture, guest referee, yes, switches the corners of the tag ropes. Yes. Why? I don't know. I have no idea. Even the commentators are like, like, what's he doing? He says, a neutral corner is a neutral corner. What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you're supposed to know this is yeah. not spontaneous yeah. unless that part was. I also like that Ventura didn't do the regular like wrestler conceit of being a special like guest referee by putting on a referee shirt. Yeah, no, no, no. He just wears his normal Jesse Ventura clothes. Except black jeans yes. with the whitest of white shoes. <laughs> yes. Which I could not handle. And he came out in that, like, stark white snakeskin jacket. Yeah. Yeah. And then a tan do-rag. Yeah. But black jeans and, and super white sneakers. Yeah, it was weird. Super white, like, um, uh, gym teacher yeah. sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very off-putting. Um, <laughs> the gym sneakers you get at, like, Payless Shoes. Exactly. The yeah, off-brand, yeah. Bobo New Balance. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Hulk Hogan is Billy Graham's, and I'm quoting, double main man. Yeah, double Did you catch main. That? I didn't catch that. He's my double main man. My double main man. <laughs> Hulk my Hogan. main main man. Johnny, two times, two um, times. He's my double. Uh, he, there's my main man, but right. he's like so my main man. He's double main man. He's two times as much of a main man he's as bitch. your normal main man. <laughs> oh, boy. Then we get a um, uh, relatively fast paced start to this match. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, wasn't, they come, this wasn't a bad match. No, they were coming in yeah. firing uh, on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, and, you know, poor Andre, he's getting older at this point. He's, <laughs> he's, he's slowing down. So, and out of just a pure necessity, mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase is really yeah. putting in work. And DiBiase, I have faith. I knew going into this match that at least the parts with DiBiase and Macho Man were going to be good. Yeah. Because I have faith in both those dudes to have great matches, and I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, at one point, though, Andre the Giant is sitting on Macho Man's head in the corner, <laughs> yes. and Billy Graham says, you going to dislocate your neck that way. Oh, I, I did the <laughs> you list. Was... You're going to dislocate your neck that way. Can you dislocate your neck? I think so. Can you really? Isn't I, that like when you don't get Don't like you a have crank? to have a socket, though? Like, Isn't you that, dislocate your shoulder well, it like, because the, it comes out of the socket, and it's, so it's not located in its normal... But, like, when you, get a, when you like get a crick in your neck and you can't move your neck, isn't that, like, dislocating it? No, that's like a pinched nerve or okay. something. Uh, I don't, like... 
Oh yeah, the you d- slip yeah, a disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's the same thing as getting dislocated. I don't know. Dislocated. Disc- he got dislocated. Oh, that's what he was saying. Yes. I misheard him. Yeah, that's right. And thought he said, dis- yeah. "You're going to dislocate your neck." We're the stupid ones. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to dislocate your neck. <laughs> dislocate. God oh damn it. wow, so uh, weird. The, the, there's also speaking of Andre getting a little older. The finish to this match, like we said, uh, Miss Elizabeth, the lovely Miss Elizabeth. I don't know why I said that like Dusty. Removes her skirt, distracts Andre and Ted, uh, and then the mega powers were on the outside get back in the ring. But it's hilarious because Hulk comes in through the ropes, whereas Macho Man goes to the top rope, and Hulk is closer to Andre, but instead of going to Andre, he goes around him to hit Ted. But Andre has to just, the timing's off because it takes a while for Mach to get up to the top rope. So Andre just watches Hogan come in the ring. And does Watches nothing. him go around and attack Ted DiBiase. And then just stands there waiting for Mach to jump to off the top rope. hit him from behind. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's real bad. Hilarious. Um, also, I think Billy Graham is going insane. <laughs> Because he seems to think, throughout this pay-per-view, he seems to think that random people throughout it are in the band Dire Straits. Oh, God. Because he keeps saying yes. that everyone's in Dire Straits. Everyone's in Dire Straits. <laughs> and I was like, there's not that many people in that band. It's just Mark Knopfler. Uh, <laughs> he oh, has Hep C. Billy Graham has Hep C, apparently. Our, from our research department. Yeah. Uh, Billy, it's all that fucking biting people in NWA. Billy Carr corrections are. Let us know if that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so weird. So Heenan, yeah, Heenan, Virgil, and Elizabeth all get on the rope, and then Elizabeth, Elizabeth takes the bottom of her pants mm. off or dress. Super hot. Uh, Jesse tries to not make the three count. Yeah, when Hogan's going for but, the pin, but Macho grabs just his hand does it for and him, slams it down. It's so good. He like basically tackles his arm. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, pretty funny. And that's how the Mega Powers win. That's the end of uh, it. Hogan gets the pin, so of course his music plays. Uh-huh. Um, and then at the Mach very beginning did of it, all the work. At the very beginning of the celebration, and I don't know if you noticed yeah, this. Yes. So, so Miss Elizabeth, and this is the start of the downfall of the Mega Powers. Miss Elizabeth goes to hug. She tries to get Mach's attention first, but he's not. He's he's too busy showboating. So she goes to Hogan, hugs Hogan. They spin around. Mach turns around, sees it, looks pissed, looks pissed, throws out his arms like, "What the hell's going on here?" In that classic Macho Man, yeah. arms out like, yeah. What the fuck, yeah. bro? What's going on here, dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scheming on my lady, yeah. bro. And that that's that is what that is the downfall of the mega powers because Mach And they just formed for I know, this match. They don't last long, but Mach is adamant that Hulk is trying to steal Miss Elizabeth from him. Well, I, one thing that he's definitely trying to steal from everyone is the, the spotlight. spotlight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <at the> same <laughs> time. Yeah. Well, that was SummerSlam 88, guys. The very first SummerSlam, the Summer of Slams, 1988. Summer of Slam. Uh, what we got coming up next? What's our next one? Uh, we're next going back. One. We're jumping back to NW, right? Uh, we got... Great American Bash. Great American Bash. 1988. Right. The Price for Freedom. Oh, God. WCW loves their subtitles. They and really I, do. I like that about, about them. So uh, we'll see you in price for freedom. We'll see you in two weeks for WCW's Great American Bash 1988. The, the price, price for freedom. freedom. Adios. Channel four and a half.